Chapter Eight of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight: Ben's Visit. When Line and Daisy came back from their call on Miss Webster, Line had a good-sized bundle in her arms, in which were several pieces of work carefully cut and basted, ready for her hand. She felt triumphant, for was not this her first effort all by herself to help support the family? Ben was to go in the evening to get a certain kind of button, for which Miss Webster had sent. "'I think it will be sure to reach me in the afternoon mail,' she had said. "'You can tell your brother to come up to my room, then I can give him whatever other directions I have.' "'I don't want to go up to her room,' Ben said, standing irresolute hat in hand why can't i just ask fanny kedwin to clip upstairs and get the buttons for me but ben she said you were to come up and she would give you any directions she might have for me she can't have many new directions since three o'clock ben said discontentedly it is only five hours since you were there besides fanny can tell me the directions i shall get them from her much straighter than i would from miss webster you may depend won't that do mother i just hate to go upstairs why do you my boy oh because a fellow never knows where to step in a woman's room nor how to act it is all full of gimcracks too i shall be sure to smash something or knock down something at least it seems to me that a fellow of your age ought to be able to enter a lady's room and stand by the door a few minutes without doing any very great harm his mother said smiling ben laughed good-naturedly though he looked a trifle shamefaced he knew his mother did not like to hear him speak of himself as a fellow and she didn't like such words as gimcracks neither was she especially pleased with the fits of exceeding shyness which occasionally possessed him as he still stood in apparent irresolution the mother added it is barely possible that she may wish to send a message directly by you since she took the trouble to speak of it at all events it would certainly be courteous to do as she said oh well said ben i'll go up of course if you say so he went away wondering why things which did not trouble girls at all were so hard for boys to do wondering also if mother and line had the least idea how he hated to go up to that lame lady's room and ask for those buttons he puzzled over it all the way to mrs kedwin's why such little things as these were hard and why since they were hard it had to be a fellow's duty to do them it isn't that i'm lazy he told himself or selfish i'd go up nine flights of stairs in a minute if it would do anybody any good five minutes more and with the puzzle still unsolved he was knocking at miss webster's door rufus kedwin standing at the foot of the stairs to make sure that he chose the right door come said a clear pleasant voice and ben wondering why she did not say come in turned the knob and obeyed good evening said miss webster this is little daisy's brother i suppose would you mind helping yourself to this chair here by the lamp and tell me please which of these buttons you think are the prettier 
my cousin has sent me two kinds and i can't decide i don't know much about buttons ma'am said ben with an embarrassed laugh as he took the chair indicated and felt that his cheeks were ablaze not don't you know now that there is a certain style of button which you prefer to all others for your collar why yes am he said laughing and wondering how in the world did she know anything about his collar buttons i do like them to be just about right ah i was sure you did that is just the way i feel about my buttons only you see i am never sure which ones will be about right so they give me some interested minutes did you ever imagine how many little things a person who cannot take a step has to plan to interest herself with can't you step at all ma'am ben asked intense sympathy overcoming his timidity not a step she said with great cheerfulness that is not by myself when my nurse puts both arms around me and lets me rest my weight against her i can walk quite nicely but that you see is pleasanter for me than for her so i don't entertain myself in that way very often i don't see how you can bear it ben said conscious that there was a queer lump in his throat what the not being able to walk why i know so many trials harder than that that sometimes it seems not worth mentioning what would you think if i should tell you it had been the cause of more happiness to me than any other thing in my life you would find it very hard to believe wouldn't you she added smiling at the look in ben's brown eyes i'd believe it if you said so he answered gallantly but i don't see how it could be it seems to me i would be cross and miserable all the while i shall have to tell you a little bit about it she said cheerily i had a little brother the dearest handsomest boy in the world only six years old he was and i was thirteen in the night when my mother was sick our house took fire father nearly lost his life in saving mother who was quite helpless and in the confusion dear little benny was forgotten for the moment by everybody but me i had run to his room which was quite a long way from mother's so his voice would not disturb her morning rest but by the time i had him in my arms and was ready to run the staircase was on fire there was no way of escape but by the window and the fire was making such rapid strides that i felt sure poor benny could not breathe the heated air long enough for them to bring a ladder so i jumped to the ground with him in my arms think what a joy it was to me to be told that i had saved my little brother's life that was the beginning of the happiness nothing was ever sweeter to me than my father's and mother's kisses that morning but i have had a great deal of happiness out of it since couldn't you ever walk again ben asked oh yes i walked for several years but the jump hurt the nerves of the back in some way they kept growing weaker and weaker and at last they wouldn't work any more they felt that they had done enough but my little brother benny is a tall splendid boy now almost nineteen and just as good and brave and grand as he can be he is going to do his work in the world and mine too do it better i dare say than i could myself so you see i have happiness out of it all the time 
there are very few brothers in the world like mine i couldn't begin to tell you of the number of things he does for my comfort he seems to be always planning something new and nice for me i should think so burst forth ben his embarrassment all gone his eyes glowing with sympathetic feeling i should think he would feel as though he couldn't do enough for you why asked miss webster smiling why because said ben almost indignant that she should ask the question didn't you pretty nearly give up your life for him i should think he would almost worship you miss webster's bright kind eyes were fixed upon him her voice was eager and pleased i am so glad to hear you say this she said it tells me plainly that you are a servant of jesus christ and think no service too much to give to him i wondered if you were when i heard your sister call you ben this afternoon you can imagine that i am especially interested in boys of that name so i thought about it a good deal i am glad to know you do serve him don't you then you should have seen ben's face astonishment dismay extreme embarrassment these feelings followed one another in such quick succession as to almost take his breath away what did miss webster mean what had he said to lead her to make such a mistake as this his eyes drooped before her earnest gaze and he felt ashamed and pained to have to answer her question with a low toned no ma'am oh she said in a disappointed tone i am so sorry to hear that why i don't understand it how can you who understood so quickly what my brother benny felt for me feel other than boundless gratitude and love for your elder brother who gave his life for you i thought of course you returned his love how is it my boy why do you not belong to him ben was silent for a few minutes then murmured low something about being too young and felt ashamed of himself while he spoke his reply seemed so foolish too young repeated miss webster in apparent astonishment that is strange benny loved me with all his heart years before he was as old as you and i am sure you must know how to love how is it with that little daisy of yours who visited me to-day you are not too young to love her ben felt more ashamed than before still there seemed to him something to say for his side of the question and he answered sturdily that he always supposed there was more to do than just to love somebody why no said miss webster quickly nothing more than grows out of honest loving service you know your love for daisy does not permit you to sit still and see her suffer when you could do anything to help her that is one form of service then how is it with your mother doesn't your love for her prompt you to obey her directions what sort of love would it be which allowed you to deliberately do that which you knew would pain her or was in any way contrary to her wishes don't you see that honest loving means service to those who need and loyal obedience to those who have a right to command aren't you old enough to love the lord jesus christ and to follow his directions yes'm said ben frankly i suppose i am i never thought of it in that way being a christian always seemed to me something for old people 
or for men and women at least i understand you thought it something too great for young people it is great certainly but it is like some other great things human love for instance take daisy and yourself i know you both love your mother but you can show it by doing for her things which daisy cannot do because her arms are not strong enough yet to the measure of her strength i presume she shows her love in service yes'm said ben but even as he spoke he gave a little sigh there came to him a thought of how little he could do to help his mother miss webster studied his face a moment while he stared steadily at the door and winked hard there is very little you would not do for your mother if you could she said gently i feel sure of that what i want to have is a reason why you do not feel so toward jesus christ i don't know ma'am said ben after a moment's thought turning honest eyes on her it doesn't seem so easy to me as the other not by a good deal i am with my mother every day and i know her and can talk with her and hear her talk to me and the other is very different i can't seem to feel sometimes as though there were any such person i mean as though he could hear what i said or cared for me or anything i never thought i was ungrateful but i don't a pause then after a moment of silence you can't make yourself love a person you know ma'am no said miss webster that sort of love would be worth very little but i'll tell you what you can do you can make yourself serve a person suppose you undertake that i don't understand what you mean ben said twisting uneasily in his chair his face growing red why i mean see here am i right in thinking that you admire your mother very much and would like above all things to give her pleasure yes ma'am you are i think my mother is the best woman there is in the world and she has lots of trouble too there is nothing in the world i wouldn't do to help her in a minute if i could then tell me this do you believe your mother would be pleased if her son were a servant of jesus christ if she knew you had joined his army and promised to obey his lead in all that you did and said would she be glad or not there was a sense in which it was very easy for ben to answer this question many and many times had his mother said to him speaking low i long to see my boy a christian and he had always answered either by silence or by a constrained i mean to be mother one of these days whereupon she would sigh and turn away she was not given to much speaking on this subject she had not trained herself to speak freely even with her children about it but ben knew none knew better how much such a step as this would please his mother yet he had honestly thought he could not take it something some mysterious process must go on in his heart before he could be a christian he had heard repeatedly the phrase a change of heart he knew that only god could change the heart and without stopping to make this thought consistent with other things he knew he had told himself that some time probably that mysterious change would come to him and then he would be a christian 
but in the meantime he did not like to think anything about it but miss webster was waiting for her answer he looked down at the floor and spoke low i know she wants me to be a christian then suppose you engage to do this not to love christ mind you as you said you cannot make yourself love him but to obey him to study his book in order to find out what he wants done and then to do it honestly as well as you can are you willing to please your mother by doing this but the bible says we must love him that's the very first thing said ben almost with an air of triumph he had learned the verse in his lesson only the week before thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind he thought miss webster was contradicting herself and getting her logic into a very narrow corner i know it does she answered quickly but you and i are entering into an agreement to do what we can not what we cannot we are both agreed that you cannot of your own power make yourself love god but you can make yourself obey some of his directions what i ask is will you take them up as fast as you find them and live by them why i do said ben sturdily if you mean the commandments and such things do you do you pray my boy i say the lord's prayer generally at night and think of the words and try to order your life by them ben thought a minute no ma'am he said at last looking at her with honest gray eyes i don't believe i think about the words much at all i am so used to them i can't they slip right off my tongue when my mind is contriving some way to do something that i want to accomplish yes i know all about that kind of praying i mean a different kind you are a very honest boy i like that we can understand each other a great deal better on that account let me ask you two or three questions i know you will answer them honestly do you believe that you owe god your love and obedience why yes am certainly then of course being an honest boy you want to give what you owe so far as you can are you willing to follow my rule about it a little while suppose you promise that every morning before you leave your room you will kneel down and pray something like this heavenly father give me a heart that wants to love thee help me to obey thee this day so far as i can for jesus sake and at night instead of saying our father will you say forgive the sins and mistakes of to-day show me plainly what they are and help me not to make them to-morrow will you do this why said ben hesitating while a deep crimson flush spread all over his face i suppose i could but there he stopped he wished miss webster would finish the sentence for him he had not the least idea how to finish it but she looked directly at him and waited i don't want to he said at last that is honest i am glad you own it but for all that i ask you to do it and if i am not mistaken in you you will didn't you tell me you ought my boy ben bryant had never in his life before had so small an opinion of himself he had always rather prided himself on his honesty 
something in miss webster's tone made him feel as though he was dishonest and mean he did not want to make the promise she called for yet he did not understand his own heart enough to tell why neither did he see any honest reason for not doing so at last drawing a long sigh like one who was forced beyond his inclinations he said i suppose i can do it miss webster if you think it will be of any use she smiled on him brightly i am sure it will be of use in your case because i take you to be faithful about anything that you undertake ben went home thoughtful line questioned him curiously what did he think of miss webster what had kept him so long did she say anything to him beyond the directions about the work didn't he think she was lovely some of these questions he found hard to answer he was in no mood to tell what miss webster had said to him he put line off almost gruffly and gave his attention to daisy her face was a study she had retired to the farthest corner of the trim little study and was bent over with her elbow on her knee and her cheek resting on one hand while in the other she held a small box of pennies and one half dime being as ben very well knew all the money she had in the world it isn't enough to do anything with she said at last her voice so sad that it went to ben's heart what did you want to do daisy linda you are not in need of another picture frame so soon surely he gave a glance around the decorated walls as he spoke a new picture a lovely little christmas scene had been mounted but the day before and hung in a conspicuous corner oh no said daisy i was not planning anything for myself i wanted to think of some way to help mother i heard her tell you and line about the money and that she didn't know how to pay it but i have only seventeen cents and that won't do hardly any good at all if i only knew some way to make it grow bigger End of chapter eight